Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 142 of your favourite Formula 1 podcast and we are back to preview the Mexican Grand Prix. Obviously we're a third of the way through a triple header, we're back in the state of North America, the continent of North America, not the state, um, and we're here to preview the Mexico Grand Prix and I'm joined as always by Matt Tiwanti. Hello Jamie, I, I think you've done about three intros for the show. Um, ever the other two have been because I'm ill. Um, I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna rank that when you're second best. Fair play to you. Wow, all I did was say state instead of continent. How bad can it get? Well, you you, you didn't say your friend either to me, so clearly wow. I know how this is just solely you know. a working relationship. <laughs> There's no sort of friendship there apparently. After I all the not. wholesome intros, I prefer not to speak. Fair enough. If you speak, you're in big trouble. <laughs> um. But of course, yeah, we're back. Uh, Mexican Grand Prix preview today. Um, if you are watching this on my main channel, because Jamie forgot to do that as well, of course, mm -hmm. make sure you click the link down in the description below and go sub to the official Knowing Wheel podcast channel. Obviously, all of the podcasts from next year will be going live there and there only. So you definitely don't want to miss out on that. Jamie, on our quick little sub update, how many subs are you up to? <laughs> You've sprung us on me again. I always I'm going to get used to it at some point. How do we look? YouTube's we will have right. a celebration when Jamie overtakes when we I'm overtake still the, the show. Five, five, four, eight. Okay, we're up to two sixty-one, so we are closing Ooh. in slowly it's but close. surely. Um, Get so, it by twenty twenty-four, please. Yeah, we, we're gonna we're definitely gonna overtake Jamie fairly soon. Um, but yeah, obviously Mexico GP preview. Obviously, we we went through all the antics of the U.S. Grand Prix earlier on in the week. So if you missed out on that show, go back and check it out. Um, and to be honest. There's not really a lot of news coming into this weekend, is there, Jamie? But there is a lot. There's a few very interesting things to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Um, Richard, I think. Oh dear, I think the well breaking this morning, which is a bit of minor news, really, uh, that Red Bull have employed a bodyguard for Max Verstappen this weekend, which I think is probably fair enough from them because, yeah, when you're absolutely demolishing your Mexican teammate in a city that is quite famous for um, is this am I allowed to say that like gang violence I don't know <laughs> I mean you have I have uh, there, I there's know. our yeah. ticket to the Mexico Grand Prix now gone I'm, with a sponsor <laughs> I'm next not year. going to Mexico anytime soon <laughs> um, yeah I think it's probably the safe thing to do for for Red Bull so that's what they've done yeah, it seemed. I mean, mix. I understand Intel Argos a lot more because obviously we did go through a l many, many years, mm. didn't we, where uh, Formula One teams, personnel, things like that would get robbed at gunpoint. Mexico, I don't think. You know, I could be completely wrong, but I don't think we've ever had any history of it inside the sport. At least, obviously, since its return uh, in twenty fifteen. But I guess you know, Red Bull want to obviously protect their sweet innocent baby. I reckon. <laughs> What they should actually have done is made Jos Verstappen be his bodyguard. <laughs> Just yeah. because then I think more people have wanted to have a scrap with him. Mm. And Jos, as we know, has got a bit of history. So That but. is a very, very light way of putting it, Jamie. <laughs> For... Less said about that, the better, I think. I think, yeah, we, we won't delve too much <laughs> into Jos Verstappen's history off of the racetrack. But uh, let, let's just say... he. Oh, no, I'm not even going to say that. That was going to be very, very dark. Um, but the, the less said about Jos Verstappen, the better, I think. I, I will also add, though, Jamie, uh, there was a bit of promotional um, on... I think it was on Formula One Skyfeed last week, um, talking about, like, fathers of Formula One drivers. 
and mm-hmm. I cannot stand the fact that y- so even the the main three or uh, four I believe they focused on was Sergio Perez's dad, Lewis Hamilton's dad, Jensen Button's dad, and Jos Verstappen. Right. I cannot stress enough just how much I despise the fact that Jos Verstappen is included with those three gentlemen. And they were they were doing it positively. They they were putting a positive spin on it, you know, the fact right. that they worked so hard <laughs> to get their child to the pinnacle. What did Jos do? He was just an F one driver. Yeah, not a very good one. And well, we we weren't going to talk about what he did off the track. <laughs> um, it, it's just about obviously, you know, Hamilton's dad worked three jobs to get yeah. Lewis to Formula One. Famously, you know, Jensen Button's dad never missed a Grand Prix. He was mm-hmm. always there by his side, whether it was through the good times or the bad times. Sergio Perez's dad might be the happiest man in the world <laughs> at any yeah. Formula One race he goes to, and Jos Verstappen's just a dick, and that's putting it quite lightly. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I don't want to rant about Jos Verstappen at the start of this podcast. But Nothing beats go. it. Nothing <laughs> uh, well, beats he, it. He does. But... Don't you can't, Jamie. No, <laughs> that is appalling. <laughs> that was poor. Apologies to everyone. <laughs> Shall we get into Where sort of go? the big news that we were going to talk about today, then? Because this is kind of going to be the main theme of the show. Now, generally speaking. A lot of people have said the 2023 F1 season has been a bit dull, haven't we? You know, it's understandable that people feel that way. You know, Max Verstappen has walked it, uh, everything like that. However, the best battle this season has gone completely under the radar, and it took a rather significant twist, didn't it, last Mm. weekend at Cota? That is the battle for seventh place over on the championship, because in the last two races, two of the teams in that battle have potentially seen a huge momentum swing. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of saw before the previous two races that Williams, who are the team in seventh at the minute, mostly through Alex Albon, have just been chipping away, getting points here and there, and kind of extended a, a big lead, relatively, with all the lack of points that you generally get at that kind of level. Um, but yeah, we saw, of course, uh, Alfa Romeo got P8 and P9 at Qatar. Which is how many points is that? Six, six, six points, points there. Yeah, quite a lot uh, <laughs> at that level. And then let's the race just gone in. Uh, you obviously had Yuki Tsunoda score five, which doubled the season's total for the team, which is absolutely crazy uh, with the P8 and fastest lap. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of money up up for grabs there for teams who are all very they're not financially like at risk, I would say, but they're you know, the extra $12 billion for each position will definitely help them out. <laughs> so, whichever one can avoid coming last. I guess apart from AlphaTauri, because they obviously don't, they don't need to get prize money necessarily. But the other three, they'll really want to avoid coming last. Well, you see that. They've kind of all got their own little story nuance with this, haven't they? You know, it's mm. kind of weirdly important for all of them. Of course, for Williams still, you know, they've, they've got safe funding now. Um, but obviously this is, you know, seventh place for them is a huge step back in the right direction. Because we're kind of at a weird point now where the midfield doesn't really exist this year, does it? No. You've kind of got <coughs> Red Bull, the front runners, which is obviously Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren and Aston Martin. Alpine, 
just kind of there. I mean, you, they're the only real team you can argue is the midfield. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously Williams, Alfa Romeo, Haas, and Alfa Tauri. So, you know, seventh place for Williams obviously would be huge. You know, it gives them, you know, and Doralton Capital as well, obviously, you know, a lot of encouragement that their investment is starting to work. For Alfa Romeo, of course, you know, it is all the question. Obviously, they're going to be going back to Sauber next year. There's rumours around, I don't buy them personally, that, of course, that Audi might withdraw funding if they don't believe they've got a good enough groundwork to start from. It's way too late for that, isn't it? They've already agreed to it. Yeah, but they can still back out. Yeah, but what what stops them, you know, if it's a $30 million payout just to cancel that in the future and then just not Mm. fund Sauber... I you know, know, Haas, I think, are the ones that we really need to be worried about. Because it, it it was early days in the podcast, wasn't it? When we were talking about, you know, Haas, could they be <laughs> sticking around long term? Yeah, what's the um, end game? I don't know. <laughs> like, what are Haas aim to achieve in F1? I feel like they aim to achieve a profit when they sell the team, Gene Haas. Yeah, but will they sell the team? I think the problem with Haas, of course, is the fact that, you know, they came into Formula 1 and they were doing, and I know Jamie's going to know, zilch about this and I'm not going to claim myself to be an expert um, but they were actually doing pretty well in NASCAR as well um, so I believe Kevin Harvick had won for Stuart Haas like t- I think it was in the end of 2014 I want to say um, and won the title for them obviously in NASCAR um, but since then Stuart Haas across the pond have absolutely fallen off the face of the earth and they've done the same in Formula 1 you know the fact that I was watching season 1 of Drive to Survive Jamie and the fact that Haas was still in a fight for P4, I believe, at the end oh, of 2018, yeah, yeah, against Renault. And the fact that it's looking now, especially with Alfa Romeo's double points, uh, sorry, Alfa Tauri's big point finish last weekend, there's a very real possibility that Haas could finish last two of the last three seasons, yeah. which does not do him any good for the prize money. And what, they were eighth last year, right, I think? I believe um, so, yeah. Yeah, because they hit the ground running a bit with the new regulations although with Kevin Magnussen back yeah we're only with Magnussen and Schumacher for two races turned up and that was it um, yeah I think so right now let's just put the cards on the table you've got Williams on 26 points uh, Alfa Romeo on 16 points Haas on 12 and Alfa Tauri on 10 and in terms of current form Haas have one point since the Spanish Grand Prix oh uh Oh no, they got some in Austria sprint as well. So one point since the Austria sprint race. Um, and Magnussen Al- scored a point in Singapore. Yeah, that was the only other point. Right, okay, sorry. Uh, Alpha Tauri have obviously. They also got ninth in Singapore. They had this five point haul in the USA. So they're on okay form. They're scoring points once every three races on average. And then Alpha Romeo as well haven't. Like, apart before Qatar, they only had one point since Canada. But Qatar was big and high downforce circuits. We saw in Hungary, they were pretty good. Um, Spain, Joe got ninth. So Mexico, despite being full of long straights, is actually quite a high downforce circuit. It's so, incredibly high downforce. Yeah, it's it's high, basically it's Monaco. basically Monaco because the air is so thin that you can just run huge wings with no drag. Um, so yeah, I think Alfa Romeo could be the ones to watch this weekend. And then obviously Williams look fairly safe. I think I put my money on them finishing seventh. I think um, the thing is for Williams now. I mean, this is the thing, of course. The amount of times, like Cota, I would not have put as a track they could have scored points. And mm. then I, you know, it was helped, of course, by the safety car. Uh, sorry, by the disqualifications, even. But 
you know, the fact they were right there behind Yuki still at the end of the day. We're kind of in a weird situation, aren't we, where I'd argue, generally speaking, Williams now have only really got a chance to score points in Las Vegas. That's got to be where they're looking at, you know, with that even, monster straight. Even Abu Dhabi nowadays. Well, I was going to say. High straights, isn't it? Yeah, Abu Dhabi might be a chance. Williams are just. You can't really call what Williams are going to do anymore. They seem to no. just be consistently seventh fastest when you never quite expect them to be. Um, but then often actually can hound a few cars in front. Um, Alpha Tauri, I'd argue right now, looking at their recent form, because, you know, they barely missed out on points at Japan as well with Liam Lawson. They've. And, you know, Yuki got into Q3 in Japan. Obviously, they brought that massive upgrade, and you wonder whether there were a few Red Bull parts chucked on that, obviously, that they could use. Yeah. You know, is there now an opportunity for them before the end of the year? Because um, I'd argue they probably... You know, if I if, I'm, if if I didn't want to be a team principal right now heading into the final few races, and I don't know if you agree with me, it would absolutely be Haas. Yeah. Yeah, I think Haas are on the worst form and have the most to lose almost it just doesn't feel like there's any area of the car that's the best out of those four teams Alfa Romeo got the best downforce package Williams have got the best straight line speed Mm. Albon and Hulk are pretty similar and I think they're probably the best two out of the whole lot yeah yeah I think that's fair to be fair so, but not by a yeah. lot. Not enough that's going to make you know the. It's not that I feel like any of those eight drivers within those teams are enough to make a big difference. No, with the cars they have, definitely not. But yeah, the the Haas, it's just slow all round, really. Like I guess they made some steps on the Sunday in the US Grand Prix, but yeah, they need to well, figure out this upgrade really, and they've got three practice sessions this week, which should help. So yeah, I think that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? That we kind of forgotten about there, isn't it? We we still don't quite know what the full potential of that new Haas upgrade is. Mm, yeah, for sure. I think yeah, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably go Williams, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tauri, and then Haas. I think. So where are Alfa Tauri scoring those points? To well, I think on over jump on pace, like on a normal racetrack, they're probably fastest out of those teams. So you'd say AlphaTauri is the quickest car at the moment out of those four. Well, they've got on a, on a standard racetrack, yeah. Like so, they should have had a double Q three in Singapore, or at least they got one car there, and so it was screwed over by Red Bulls. Yeah. Um, Japan, the Soda was in Q three. They yep. narrowly missed out on points at both cars. Qatar they had a bit of a shocker and then US obviously somebody did score points and Ricardo was getting used to it again but yeah potentially Mexico potentially Sao Paulo and all they I need mean, is two points and then they've got the although they haven't quite got count back over Haas either so they need three points but yeah still. <clears throat> it's really odd isn't it when you sort of look at that championship because it does make you wonder I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if they'd had Sonoda and Lawson all year in that car, <laughs> they'd be with Williams. And we'd be talking about a fight for seventh and a fight for ninth. Maybe not with Williams, I don't think. I think they would have had an opportunity to score a few more points this year. But 16 more points? I guess they take points off Williams as well. But... Exactly. 
I think it would probably be Williams would be on sort of 21, 22, and Alfa would be on 18, 19. Mm. I mean, De Vries did basically nothing. So, yeah, whether it was um, Lawson or Ricardo in the well, whole season. The thing I always think as well with, you know, when you look at Sonoda at those first five races, you know, three elevenths, two tenth places. Yeah. Lawson would have been right there as well. Yeah. And Sonoda should have added a ninth or a tenth that Spain too, until he just pushed it off the track for fun. It does just, and you wonder as well, of course, because, you know, there was so much hype around Sonoda at the start of the year. And let's give ourselves a pat on the back here, Jamie. Because <laughs> right. from every source we saw, we were basically the only people saying that Yuki was probably being a bit overhyped and that it was just the fact that Freeze was doing a really bad job. And the car wasn't that bad. No, exactly. The car was not this, <coughs> you know, Yuki wasn't doing this God's work that everyone was making out to be that. AlphaTauri was completely competitive enough with those other cars it was around. Of course, Red Bull, still looking to sell that team next year. I'm sure they'd love to finish the year strong. So, you know, if you're a Hugo Boss or an Adidas or whoever, you're going, well, we might have finished ninth in the championship, but those last few races we were like the seventh <laughs> fastest car. Hmm. You know, it yeah. just—it still feels a little bit like to me. Why have you brought Daniel Ricciardo back? <laughs> yeah, the Instagram, it. Instagram feed. That's it. <laughs> Is it just yeah. about sell a few Rebel T-shirts next year when Perez gets the boot? He won't. He gets destroyed by Max, and then he's just then retires. And you get Norris. And then you get Norris, <laughs> like we've been saying yeah. for years, forever. Yeah, yeah. Just out of curiosity, who do you think is going to be the order? What well, I those bottom four? Yeah. Um, Williams, Alfa Romeo. I think I'm going to say the same as you. To be honest, I'm going to be really boring. Fair. I feel like Alfa Tauri are going to get three points somewhere. I feel like Alfa Romeo will score. I'm pretty confident they'll score. You are so. always confident that Alfa Romeo will score. Um, <laughs> so, th- I think the thing that we forget about Alfa Romeo occasionally as well is their tyre wear is not fantastic. And they were also helped by... Hassi are atrocious. But I think Alfa Romeo were also kind of a little bit helped with that force three stop in Qatar mm, in that regard. Took out the need to save your tyres completely. Exactly. But they've got two solid drivers. Like The thing is, if you get a crazy race... You can kind of, like, Bottas and Joe are not going to stack it unless it's Aquaplady at Zandvoort. Yeah. I I still, and I know you're going to disagree with me for this, I still think if Bottas wanted to retire, he should have done this year. But if he didn't, I would have, if, you know, if I was in a management position in Alfa Romeo, I would have been pushing to get Teoport chair in. Yeah, I think they probably were. But the, um... They're a very safe team, aren't they? They always take years to get rid of drivers. You say so. that? Not always. I understand, you know, financial times, yes. I completely mm. get it. But, but I don't think Joe's chair... been, Joe hasn't been bad enough to lose his seat, I think. And they, they're a very fair organisation, usually. But, but there's a big difference between bad enough to lose your seat and good enough to keep it. Mm. Because the, was, uh, you got to remember yeah. the external factors as well with Joe Guanyu. Because... You, I know, obviously, the, you're a big economy. fan of him. He, he's a pay driver. He is. You can't argue against that, Jamie. He's in that I mean, team because in the of the same way that Sergio Perez is a pay driver. 
Not in the same way as Sergio Perez as a paid driver. How did Perez get into F1 to begin with? Perez got into F1 to begin with, but that was 10 years ago. More than. Mm. Perez, don't get me wrong, still brings decent sponsorship money to teams, but he's not a paid driver in the same way Zhou Guanyu has been. I don't know how closely you follow the Chinese economy. I don't know how close, how possible <laughs> it is to follow the Chinese economy. It's not looking good. No. I would... I wouldn't say it's likely, but I would say the odds are larger than slim that at some point next year, if the Chinese money dries up, Zhou gets dropped and Teo Chair gets brought in. Nah, not mid-season. I can see it, it easy for 25. It would not surprise me, because if the Chinese economy falls, which at the moment it's looking a bit all over the shop, <laughs> it would not surprise me if Teo Porcher... Because let's be fair, we've got one more weekend of FIA Formula 2, Teo has a 25-point lead over Fred Vesti. He's going to win the championship. He's basically all but guaranteed to win the championship. I mean, Teo Porcher could very easily throw it, but then again, Jamie, who do you back? Fred Vesti, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I've So Fred Vesti is like not scoring. Um, and then the team forgot to put his wheels on in Belgium. Because so. that's what they do to Fred <laughs> Vesti. That was Zandvoort, wasn't it? Sorry. That was Zandvoort, yes. So he scored, <laughs> he, he scored 13 points across... Sorry, um, 31 points across the last four weekends. Yeah. Ever against... since I pledged allegiance. <laughs> pretty yeah, you pretty much pledge allegiance. I mean actually looking at this, Fred Vestage scored points in both races twice this year. Formula two has not been good this year in that regard. No. Teo's so only scored out. points on He's rubbish. I know he scored points on five, double points on five occasions, to be fair. And it is a it's a completely normal pathway now to take a year out after winning F two. Which is whether so dumb. Sh- whether it should or shouldn't be, I don't know, but it does We've seen so many of the champions recently have had to take a year out. Well, how many Formula 2 champions have we now got on the grid? That's the thing, isn't a it? A lot. <laughs> not, no, not that many. Well, When you look, look, at, when you look at recent seasons, I think since Russell won it, none of them are on the grid now, are they? Who, so who else has won? De Vries, Schumacher. De Vries, Schumacher. Um, who won 21? Piastri now is in. Oh, yeah. Um, and Drogovic. So we've had one of the last four champions has still got an F1 Well, the three since Schumacher had their chances. They just weren't very good. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, if it's meant to be the best of juniors... Mm, they need to up their game. Though Behrman yeah. and uh, Antelli are going to cook next season. So. Well, we hope so. I mean, Oli <laughs> Behrman is a very real possibility he could still finish fourth in Formula 2. That's going to mm. be a battle I watch right until the end in a few weeks' time. Um, yeah, we've been around we, we have been rambling, but this is good. This is what we do on one of these Did shows. Did you see the, the rumours on Autosport, I think it was, about uh, Audi are looking at Hulkenberg for 2025? We move. It won't happen, but okay. Why not? Why not? Well, actually, it might happen, and then he'll he'll get dropped before the team then start winning. Hulk and poor chair. Just remember how many German teams look at Hulk and then go, eh, we're all right, actually. <laughs> I think he could be... Probably a two-time world champion by now. Well, if he he was Rosberg's first choice to replace him, yeah. So, yeah, didn't happen because he'd already committed to a Renault, which was fun. And they wanted Bottas. Nah, if Hulk was still at Force India, he would have got the seat. No. Yeah. No, you don't think Mercedes could have bought him out of that contract if they wanted him? You're mad. Yeah, but at that point, it's when you either we pay a lot of money or we get Bottas on the cheap. You're going to get Bottas on the cheap. If they could get both of them on the cheap, I think they get Hulk. No, don't think yeah, so. Don't think so. Anyway, it won't happen anyway. <laughs> Hulk will be retired by then. Um, but yeah, I think you know if you're going into the last few weekends of the Formula One season, 
that is the battle you really want to be watching out for at the moment is that battle for seventh overall because mm-hmm. there is a lot of ramifications there and a lot of importance behind it but jamie's right we have rambled on quite a lot would you like your quiz for the week jamie <laughs> yes i would and mexico so, only has about five years history so you can't you can't it's got a lot that. more than that well recent history i'm not, recent I'm not history. telling you mansell won in 88 or whatever i don't believe he did because that was the year mclaren were basically unstoppable I don't also believe there actually was a Grand Prix in 88. No, I'm not sure there was. To be fair. Oh, there was. was One by Alain Prost. Ah, uh, it was Alain Prost. Um, no, Jamie, your, your quiz is Senna quite a simple one this week. Senna dropped six tenths in qualifying. Wow. Yeah, that, was, that was not a big margin by Senna <laughs> that year. There's a few of them that are stupid. Um, is it you're a pretty simple one today, Jamie183? Okay. You have got to tell me the ten drivers... Uh, ooh. Sorry, you haven't given me timer up because you've only got a no, minute no. for this one. Oh dear, I don't like working under pressure. I actually Good. do. What an odd flex. <laughs> Where's my clock gone? There we are. You've got, Jamie, uh, one minute to tell me the ten drivers that score points in Formula 1's return to the Mexican Grand Prix. Time starts now. Yep. Okay, uh, Rosberg, Hamilton, Bottas. Yep. That was the podium. Yep. Uh, Massa... Yeah. Perez. Yeah. Hulkenberg. Uh, yeah. Verstappen. Sainz. Yeah. Uh, nope. Uh, Ericsson. Nope. Mazza. Nope. Uh, other teams. Button. Alonso. Nope. Um, Ferraris. Vettel. Raikkonen. Nope. Really? <laughs> nope. It was they got a double DNF. Vettel's famously been there. bit. He got twenty-eight seconds. Ah. Uh, Williams. Force India. Renault could have been a Lotus, Grosjean, Maldonado. Yep. Nope. You got 8 out of 10. 2015, Red Bull Kvyat. Uh, yeah. Ricardo. Yes. Oh, there you wow. go. With <laughs> 13 seconds to go. I said Verstappen and Science, and in my head I was like, oh, that's Red Bull done. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to get right to the end then and completely forget about Red Bull. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, no, Ferrari. Um, Kimi Raikkonen. Oh, yeah. Crashed with Bottas. Uh, taken out by Bottas or was it payback it, it was, was payback still Claire Reichen. Williams little reaction to that it's so Reichen funny taking out Bottas in uh, Sochi the week before yeah uh, I, I don't think Bottas Paris was to blame for that one though he went down the inside and Raikkonen and turned across him mm. it was an aggressive move which is the only time in his career we've seen yeah. Bottas do an aggressive move but it was a move uh, and then Seb famously binned it by himself they did from like P15 or something yeah which cost him Obviously, against Rosberg in the championship. Not that he was going to get him anyway, because obviously Lewis just let Rosberg win for the fun of it towards the end of the year. That was the first of his seven in a row, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Which is two more than Hamilton's ever achieved. Yep, and only six less world championships. Uh, Well, the one Rosberg has still lives rent-free in Lewis's head. I don't think it does, but okay. (laughs) Maybe mine, but not Hamilton's. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shall we do predictions then, Jamie, to finish us off? We shall. What are the scores on the doors? I think you're one point behind me, aren't you? So I believe I am. Let's have a quick look. I'm on 63, George Russell, and you're yep. on 62. Wonderful. So I get to go first. You do. Oh, Max. High down for circuit. Max. Do I believe Checo will do good at his home race? Say Alonso. No. Yeah, actually. Mm. 
Lando Fernando. Wow, Lando Fernando. Um, I'm thinking who is good at Japan because that's quite a similar circuit in terms. It's of really not. Is it not? I guess no. A lot of medium speed corners, which is the middle sector. Yeah, but Mexico isn't middle speed corners. They're all very slow. People don't realise this. Well, the first three. You're basing this, Jamie, on the F1 game, and Mexico is hilariously inaccurate on the F1 game. Mm. Yeah, potentially. Who's what's a high downfall circuit? I'm gonna go look at the Hungarian Grand Prix results. You're such. Just pick some drivers, <laughs> man. I'm gonna go Verstappen pole, Verstappen win. Ah, oh, you're so boring. Yes, I am, and I will go. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to say Norris P2, but you did that. So that's a bit boring, I did. Isn't it? I will go Hamilton and Okay. You'll like this one. Pierre Gasly. Right. Got okay. it at Zandvoort. Yeah. In, my in one of the craziest races of the year. <laughs> he had the pace for it. Ocon got a photo yeah. of Monaco. Yeah, it's it's a fair assessment. It's a fair assessment. Oh, I, Gasly's I'm... in very good form. Yeah, okay. Um I like it. I like it, Jamie, because it might mean that I have a chance to catch you up or outscore <laughs> you. Have we got anything else to add? Uh, it's Hulkenberg's 200 race, I, I just saw. 200 race? Two, yeah, 200th race, should I say. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So he's going to get a podium to celebrate, is he? No, not even no. you believe that's going to happen. No, no chance. Fair enough. Uh, but he is going to set the record for most Grand Prix before his first win when he wins for Audi in 2025. Fair enough. What three hundred? <laughs> Actually, would be wouldn't it? You'd be getting there. It would be, be like two fifty, two sixty. Yeah, wild, absolutely wild. Um, anything else though? We've pretty much wrapped up everything we needed to, haven't we? We've had a nice little ramble before the Mexican Grand yeah. Prix. Thank I'm you. I'm not all. expecting a good race. I don't know what it is about Mexico. I just don't... it just doesn't deliver, does it? I never. And we we kind of hoped, didn't we, with the new ground effect cars, it would be great, but it still isn't. Um, I can't honest. remember what happened last year. No, not a lot, to be honest. It was the Red Bull show. Um, Classic. But thank you all, as always, so much for listening. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure you leave a like, get yourself subscribed, uh, and we will be back next week then with another double upload, ready to review the Mexican Grand Prix. You guys will not want to miss that. <laughs>